All right, turn in your Bibles. I'm excited to preach chapter, Luke chapter 9. If you got your app flipped there, I'm in the NLT. It'll help you. If you have a physical Bible, go to Luke chapter 9. It, it, it'll be on the screens for you to follow along as well. Today we're continuing our Rule Breaker series. Uh, Pastor Chris talked last week about the difference between casting vision and making rules. and About how Jesus went around and preached more about the, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like, and casted vision instead of making a bunch of rules. He met the woman at the well and, and, and casted vision for a, uh, a new life with living water. He didn't make a single rule. So we're continuing this morning. We're going we're gonna to keep breaking the rules. I want us all to leave rule breakers in the best way possible. All right, let's stand. We're going to read it. I want to present to you with a present to you today the, the unique thought that it is abs- I believe it is absolutely possible to create rules in your life that limit how God is able to move in your family, in your marriages, in your workplace, in your personal life. I believe that it is possible to create rules by accident not knowing you are, I'm guilty of it, that absolutely limit. Some things are locked in the arena of prayer. And I believe it's possible to limit our own lives. We're capable of limiting our potential by creating rules that don't apply to God. So we're going to read about the rule breaker himself, Jesus. He's, He's challenging his disciples who, in a very, very popular passage of scripture the the disciples seem to have made these prerequisites or rules that that they thought would be necessary and Jesus just does what he does so let's let's read it together Luke chapter 9 says verse 10 when the apostles returned they told Jesus everything that they had done then he slipped away quietly with them and toward the town of Bethsaida But the crowds found out where he was going. Sneaky, sneaky. And they followed him, and he welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the twelve disciples came to him and said, Send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night because there's nothing here to eat in this remote place. But Jesus said, You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there were about 5,000 men there. Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. Give it up for small groups. So the people sat down and Jesus took the five loaves and two fish and looked up towards heaven. Underline that. He looked up. towards heaven and bless them then breaking the loaves into pieces he kept giving the bread and the fish to the disciples so they can distribute it to the people verse 17 they all ate as much as they wanted and afterward the disciples picked up the 12 baskets of leftovers (laughs) father we thank you for your word we ask lord that it would do what is intended to do this morning god that your word and power would bridge the gap between us and you And that you would soften hearts 
and call us to action. Keep us away from rules that limit you. In Jesus' name, everybody say it. Amen. You may be seated. Tell your neighbor the title of my sermon. Tap him on the shoulder. Say, lift your limits. Tap him back. Say, you lift your limits. Little backstory. Jesus was a rule breaker. If you're new, you missed last week. Jesus was... He had been working on the Sabbath, healing people on the Sabbath, where that was against the rules. He was breaking, breaking the rules as he was doing his earthly ministry. He was walking with sinners uh, and associating with people that were off limits. Last Sunday's message was about the woman at the well and how it was just against the rules to go through Samaria if you were a Jew. And it was against the rules to talk to a woman in the middle of the day if you were a man. And it was against the rules... Uh, to offer her living water and to be the son of God and to be the way, the truth, and the life. It was just, it didn't fit rules and Jesus did it anyway. And He was casting vision towards kingdom, kingdom living and away from rule following. Uh, he's just a rule-breaking fool. <laughs> and I just, in our text, Jesus finds five, uh, feeds the 5,000. Very popular passage of scripture. Uh, so what we see is this huge crowd follows Jesus. He preaches all day long to them. He said he healed all that were sick. And then this legitimate need presented itself. And the disciples, the Bible says that it was late in the afternoon. And they were in the middle of nowhere, had no food, and no money. And the disciples assessed this great need. It's a need when you're hungry. And they said, all right, Jesus. Let's look at verse 12. They said, late in the afternoon, the disciples came to him and said, send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There's nothing here to eat in this remote place. Just out of common sense and, and logic, something that I wish everybody would use. They see a need and they desire to meet it and they just do the, the best, most logical thing that comes to mind. Tell them to go away. This has been a great day. And we're in the middle of nowhere. We have no food or shelter and there's no money. So they gave him three pretty good reasons to call it a day. Uh, and I'm so thankful that God... He does not assess needs through the lens of humanity, right? He assesses our needs and the needs of others through the lens of divinity. And God assesses, His assessment on our needs are not bound by any, any laws or any human rules. There is no logic or safety in His determination of how He's going to move. So, sometimes I wonder if God only moves in our life at the level that we believe possible. And that I, I believe that God wants to do things in and through your life and mine uh, that, that we would say were impossible. Because his, his, his power knows no limits. So I wonder if we don't sometimes limit how God moves because that day he wanted to feed 5,000 people. So I want to talk about looking more at this scripture Three rules that I believe we try to apply unknowingly, accidentally, 
But often, three rules that I believe we try to apply to the vision and call that God has for us and the needs, meeting the needs of people around us. So you see it here in verse 12. They say, they use logic and safety and say, we're in the middle of nowhere. We have no food or money. And, and we got to send them home. So rule number one. I believe that the very first thing that we try to do when we see a need is rule number one. We're going to meet it, but it's got to be safe and it's got to make sense. It's got to be safe and logical. Uh, mark this down as a great day, Jesus. You taught all day. You healed all that were sick. And let's go home. Everybody's hungry and tired, and we're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I want to ask, how many times are we willing to call it a day before God's done? Before he gets a chance to do his best work in us? Uh, because if, if, if our dreams make sense... So rule number one, it's got to be logical and it's got to make sense. If our dreams make sense, they're probably too small. If they make sense to others, they're probably too small. I wrote down jokingly, break the rules this summer. Take two weeks of vacation. <laughs> Put something on your calendar that does not make sense. Illogical. That's not safe. Just go do something that's against... <laughs> make sure it's legal. <laughs> but go do something that society says, oh, you can't pull that off. Just go do it. And deal with your boss when you get back. But I just wonder, why are we so safe all the time? Why every time I sit down with the people I do ministry with and try to plan out the summer, why, why is the first lens that I view things through, all right, how can we just safely and logistically pull this off for these wonderful students? How do we teach everybody to be safe? And I, thought, I started thinking about Chick-fil-A this week when I was hungry. And that Kathy guy went against the rules, didn't he? They're not open today. Yet somehow they gross more per store than any other fast food chain in the United States. Now there's more McDonald's than there is Chick-fil-A. But every Chick-fil-A on its own makes more than every McDonald's on its own every year. Off of a business model that makes no sense. It is not a safe and logical business model to start a fast food chain that's only open six days a week. But God can move the mountains, can He? That's the best place. They do three times yearly total sales than Kentucky Fried Chicken. They serve the same thing, right? So it's usually past our safe zone that God wants to operate. It's usually past our comfort zone and our, and our, and our reason and our, and our logic that God is waiting to do something. And we have to be very careful as a church and as parents to not send people away early before God's done. We, we've we've got to be very careful to ask him if he's done yet. Uh, so break rule number one. Because obviously you know Jesus did. You know how the story ended. The calling of God on your life. Or the next step that he has you to take. It does not have to be safe. And it does not have to be logical. Pastor Chris says it a lot. That the gospel isn't safe. 
And that Jesus usually wants to do something that you would deem a little irrational. So break the first... Jesus is showing these guys that it does not always have to be the, the most logical, safe way for these people to get fed today. So, next verse. says in verse 13. They said, send them all away. Jesus said, you feed them. And they said, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. And so the second rule, okay, it doesn't have to be safe. We get it, God. But the second rule that they tried to put on the situation was, there has to be enough. So it's got to be safe. It's got to be logical. And there has to be, there has to be enough. And the disciples told Jesus that the rule is, Jesus, when you only have two fish and five pieces of bread, you send them on home. I don't know what they're, where they're going to go, but they can't stay here. And it's easy to look around and see the shortage, isn't it? It's easy to look around and see where your deficits in life are. But I want to tell you today that God is absolutely obsessed. He's amazing at working with shortages. It's his specialty. All throughout scripture, God loves to take people who have little and nothing to offer and do a lot and flip the world upside down. He loves to take what you think isn't enough and multiply it to more than you could have possibly imagined. It's his it's his specialty. He wants to do that in your life. He usually asks this question, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? What are you doing right now, Moses? Uh, I got a staff. And I'm herding these stupid sheep. And God says, great. Go lead the Israelites out of Egypt. With that staff. And he says to guys like David, what's in your hand? And David, uh, uh, slingshot. He said, great, go kill the giant. Picks up five stones, kills the giant. What's in your hand? Luke, I don't know if it was Luke with the fish, but that's who wrote this book, so. What's in your hand, Luke? Uh, two fish and five pieces of bread. Great, feed the 5,000. Why is it that we think what we currently have isn't enough for God to do what he's called us to do? God can do more with a deficit than you and I could do with a surplus. Ask yourself this. It doesn't take a lot of thought. Where is it right now that you feel there's a deficit? Is there not enough something? Is there not enough money? There's not enough joy? There's not enough people, and there's not enough resources. There's not enough time. Where are the places in your life that it feels like there's a shortage? And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the next spot that God wants to show off. I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if your deficit is the very next place that God wants to reveal His glory through. He wants to break the rules through your perceived shortage. So he's saying, it doesn't have to be safe and logical. Tap your neighbor, say, lift your limits. 
It doesn't have to make, it does, there doesn't always have to be enough. Tap your neighbor to lift your limits. Yeah. God is trying to get them to lift the limitations that they've put on their life. It does not always, there does not always have to be enough. But you will never multiply a shortage if you've already set the rule that you have to have enough. But God is so desperate to do more than enough through you. I'm preaching better than you're praising. (laughs) Let's go to the next part of that verse because they say, we only have five loaves. Or, next part, are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? Has to be safe. There has to be enough. And someone's got to pay for it. (laughs) I can see the disciples getting mad at this point. Uh, Jesus, do you remember when you called us and we left everything to follow you? Uh, We left our families. We left our homes. You said the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. We left our jobs. And when we left our jobs, we left our paychecks. And when we left our paychecks, we left the money. So you expect us, who have left everything to follow you, to go down to Chick-fil-A. It's not even open today. And buy all these people food. We have no money. The rule is, is when you don't have money, you don't get to buy food. So we cannot feed these people. And Jesus, I could just see him smirking and say, today I'm trying to break the rules for you. I wonder if he isn't saying that to you right now. Today I'm trying to break the rules. There are needs around you that are not going to get met if you don't allow me to do something that's against the rules. Jesus did not need the the disciples' money to feed those people. (laughs) Dare I say that he does not need our fundraising to reach the world. God isn't depending on, on money to save people. He depends on faith to build his kingdom. So the limit that we put on our faith is the limit that we can reach people. Does reaching people cost money? Someone say yes. I'm not oblivious to that we should count the cost and that eventually someone is going to have to pay for it. But don't reject God's next step for your life because you deem it too expensive. Because sometimes when you need a car, someone just gives you one. I know a few people who can say amen to that. And sometimes when you need something for your life, it's just given. And God does not always need to have somebody pay for it. That's not a rule. But it's a perceived rule. So what I think are three pretty good reasons 
to call it a day. Listen, we're in the middle of nowhere. We have no food and no money. Chalk it up as another great day of ministry and let's go get some food. So, this is where it gets good. The grace of God and the goodness and His mercy is that He is willing to walk you through how to break your rules. See, because the grace of God is He fed those people anyway. If it was up to the, remember, if it was up to the disciples, they would have sent the people away. And I think when it's just us, I think people get sent away empty-handed. And I, I look back over the past year and I just want, I dare to ask, how many people did I send away too early? But Jesus, the rule breaker, is getting ready to show us how it's done and getting ready to show them how it's done, isn't he? And in his grace, he does it anyway. So check this out, verse 16. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, and the part that we underlined, he looked up like this. And he blessed them. You know what I was thinking this week? is that things don't look the same after we've taken a long look up. And actually, I was reading through Revelation because my Bible app has me reading through it for some reason. Gosh, it's confusing. Give it your best shot. But there are things happening in heaven right now that you don't even believe exist. I mean, the, the Bible talks about crazy things happening in the heavenly realms that just don't make any sense, that are against all the rules. Uh... And so when Jesus looks up, when he sees, he sees the same need that his disciples see. But the disciples, they didn't look up. They went to their brain. They, is it safe? Is it logical? Is there enough? And Jesus, he doesn't even bother with that kind of thinking. He just looks up and blesses it. He looks up to the place. I think heaven is the ultimate place where rules are broken. I mean, it's where the blind see, it's where the deaf hear, it's where the mute speak, it's where the dead are raised to life, it's where there is no pain, it's no weeping, no suffering. It is the ultimate place to look up and for all the rules that you think exist to be broken in your life. So Jesus, in His grace, lifts the bread up to heaven and blesses it. He took the need and He lifted it. Lift your limits. He's teaching them. The disciples would need to be taking notes right now. <laughs> because if you don't remember, Jesus was about to give his life, die, and leave them. He was about to ascend into heaven, empower them with his Holy Spirit, and say, now it's you. I'm not going to be here with my hand around, my, my, holding your hand the next time this happens and there's a legitimate need that gets met, I'm not going to be here to go, no, 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 don't send them away. I'm going to need you to be taking notes right now that when you, when you move forward and you advance the kingdom of God, to not look to your own wisdom, to not, look to, to not start applying rules that we apply to everything, but to simply look up. 
This is how I want you to reach the world. Look up to a place where there are no rules. That's why Jesus says when you pray, pray, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because in heaven, there are no rules. Still preaching better than you're praising. (laughs) They would have to be extra careful not to be limited by the same rules the next time. The rules that ask, is it safe? The rules that ask, is there enough? And the rules that ask, who's going to pay for it? God's saying, lift your limits to heaven. Because the sky is the limit with me. There's nothing impossible. So I want to ask you this. What's your need today? If the band wants to come, this is where we're going to apply emotional manipulation. (laughs) Just being real. What is it today? What's that? What's the need? Uh, Because I believe God's asking someone today to lift their need to a higher place. And, And the needs of others to a higher place. And the calling and vision that he has on your life and in it for your family. To lift it to a higher place. A place that isn't governed by rules. A place that isn't uh, restricted to human thinking. A place that knows the future. A place that has the answers. A place that has healing for the sick. Sight for the blind. A place that there is nothing impossible For those who love God. Doesn't that work? (laughs) Let's stand. Let's stand together. I know there's needs in the room. I have needs. I just just believe that there's more than 5,000 people around us who need fed. Isn't there? I think there's two or three people who need fed. That if you left today with a lifted perspective, they'd get met this week. If you left today with, with the confidence that when you look to heaven and you take a glance back down at your need, it will not look the same. Check this out. I was reading this earlier this week and I thought, man, that's perfect. Later on in Luke in chapter 18, when Jesus is getting closer to the cross, uh, it says that one day, some parents brought their little kids, little children, to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. Ah, this is against the rules. Come on, we got a kids ministry in the back. (laughs) Don't you love what Jesus does? He called for the children and said to the disciples, let these children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. You know what I love about kids? I got little kids. When they have a need... 
they know their need and they ask for it. They go to their mom and their father and they say, I need this. When kids need something, they do not worry about rules. They are not governed by how much money this will cost. They don't care. They are not governed by if there's enough in the house to make this happen. They don't care. They are not bothered if it's safe or logical. My son is going to run into the wall as many times as he wants. (laughs) Oh, dear Jesus. They do not assess human need through rules. I don't know what happens somewhere along adolescence and through adulthood, but we put rules where they shouldn't be, don't we? Jesus is telling his disciples, there are no rules. Let the kids come to me because if you don't learn something from them and how they're asking for what they need, you'll never get from me what I have for you. I am a God that nothing is impossible with. They just know what they want and they ask for it. What if we did that? What if we could be a church that knew what we wanted and asked for it? I love when Chris says that we should be asking, well, why can't we do it that way? Oh, because so-and-so church does it differently and they are successful. Well, that's them and this is us. And why can't we do it that way? I believe Jesus is going to break the rules here. I really do. I believe he's going to break the rules in your life this week. If you would just know your need and ask for it. No rules. No logic. No safety. Just lift your need and bless it. The disciples were in the middle of nowhere with no food, no money, and they had nothing to eat. And Jesus showed them the way to do it. So I just believe today that we need to lift our needs, we need to lift our limits together. Can we do that? Can we pray to a God who lifts our limits? All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're the God who when it feels like I am in the middle of nowhere, I can lift my eyes to heaven. Where there are no rules, where there are no limitations on what is possible. Lord, when it feels like I do not have enough, I lift my eyes to heaven. I lift my eyes to heaven right now, God. When the money is just not there, I lift my eyes to heaven where money is no issue to a God who can do the impossible without spending a dime. Don't let us be limited by the rules that keep you from moving, God. Use us to reach people in ways that we think are impossible, Lord. Do it now. Give us faith like children to believe that nothing is impossible with our God. If you believe that, would you give the Lord a hand? Would you say amen together?